With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and you have found another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. I thank you for joining me. I hope you had a great weekend. No, I'm not going to talk about the Pro Bowl or the festivities or anything like that, but you know what I thought about this week? This Monday morning conversation was really special for me, and it had nothing to do with anything outside of this podcast, but you know, I've been working really hard. You know, we made the announcement on Friday about us going to having to start our own venture, and, and it's been a lot of work, and, and we're going to do the work to make sure that you still get this product. So if you missed that announcement, go back last Friday and check out the – you can listen to my show. You can listen to the Steelers preview, or you can listen to the special program announcement that's all on our audio platform. So make sure you check that out. But the one thing I thought of when I was thinking about the Monday morning conversation for this week was – I want to get fans like a an overarching viewpoint of the offseason. I don't want to just focus on one specific thing because one thing leads to the other. You know, I mean, March 13th is is the start of the legal tampering period. March 15th starts the first day of free agency. And then that all sets up the NFL draft. But, you know, we had the Senior Bowl this past weekend. The Shrine Bowl was this past week. The NFL Scouting Combine is coming up. I just feel like the fan base had a lot of questions. And I had a lot of questions, to be honest. And so what I decided to do is I reached out to one of the handful, and there's not many, one of the handful of Steelers beat writers that won't tell me to go kick rocks and will actually talk to me and, and loves to be on the show and has been on the show for this now the second straight year. And I appreciate it. 
Because when I have Jim Wexel of Steel City Insider on, he's one of the few guys that I feel like just tells it straight. He's not pushing a narrative. He's telling it how he sees it. And so when I spoke with Jim, normally our, you know, Monday morning conversations are about, you know, half of the podcast. It, the, the conversation was just flowing. And we were I was, I was getting some really great information. I wasn't about to stop him. And so I devoted the majority of this podcast to the interview that I had with Jim Wexel and this Monday morning conversation. So we're going to take a really quick break early on. Jim's going to join us in the second half. He's going to talk about everything from his newest book, which I think any Steeler fan out there would love to read. We're going to talk about everything from the NFL draft, Omar Khan, Art Rooney II, uh, all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. Of course, Kenny Pickett. Of course, I'm going to talk about Kenny Pickett. Get out of here. I always love to talk about Kenny Pickett. So we're going to have Jim Wexel of Steel City Insider coming up right after this break. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to him. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another Monday morning conversation here on the Let's Ride podcast. Joining me again for the second straight year, I can't believe he well, he's coming back. And most people are like, man, I don't want to go back on that show. But Jim Wexel of Steel City Insider is back to talk with me about the Steelers. What's up, Jim? Not much, Jeff. Uh, I tell you, you you do a good interview. That's why I'm back. So, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it's I really all on do. you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I want to get this right out of the, out of the gate. Uh, your new book, On the Clock, is all about drafting in the Pittsburgh Steelers draft history. And if you read the book, Palomalu, another one of Jim's fantastic books, uh, the first part of that book was all about the story and the nuances. They got Troy Palomalu drafted by the Steelers. And it was crazy. I mean, because you think about Troy Palomalu, who's such a transcendent talent, it needed, he needed to have someone vouching for him in the scouting department for them to take him. And thankfully they did. So this book kind of expounds on that uh, all across this the vast dealer's history. Jim, what was it like diving back into the archives all the way back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s? Like, what was this like putting this book together? You know, I, I hate to rip the old writers because, you know, who am I? <laughs> but man, and, and you know, we, we talked about this before a little bit. The, the, the writing, oh man, you know, you look back at Grant LaRice, he was the best of the best, probably the first Steelers scout. 
I hinted at that in the book. Yeah. Because of uh, a Wizard White and Dudley uh, got great end of senior season stories from the great Grantland Rice. But reading that stuff, man, I, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, Rooney, you and rumpled loser. You know, they, 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 they painted the chief as a lovable loser. Yeah. And the guy was anything but that. I mean, anyone that can handicap horses, I, I, I'm I'm a fan right away. I my grandfather taught me how to read the racing form, and I've I've used it, and I lament all the passing of horse racing. And the way he did it, you know, just it's a he's a he was a serious mind. He was just trying to keep his football team alive, and he was a humble dresser. But they, you know, they made him out to be some kind of clown. Yeah. And but but they they were his friend, you know, they were his pal. So it was kind of a clown in a pally kind of way. And he never seemed to be upset about it. But it, all of that was. But, you know, I love coming upon some nuggets. Uh, and. That's at, at most <laughs> it started, the research started because I've been in the Steelers uh, research department. I've been through the let's see. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Pittsburgh Press have microfilm in the Monroeville Library. I live in Irwin, so Monroeville's close to me. I've been through all that. Well, boy, microfilm is so difficult to work with. And uh, the Steelers have updated theirs. I've been through all that. So I, I, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and sat in the basement there. It was a lot of good stuff. And, <laughs> you know, you, it, it's like prospecting for gold. Yeah. You know, you come across a nugget that you know is not anywhere else and you're just excited. It, so that's yeah. that's a nerd's version of prospecting for gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the young Steeler fan doesn't really understand what the early Steelers were like. And when you read this book, you're reading about these coaches and you're in today's perspective. You know, people laugh at the Denver Broncos and what they've done the last two years with trading Russell for Russell Wilson, and then they trade for Sean Payton, and they're just trading their draft picks away. They still have picks. Heck, there were coaches back in the 40s and 50s that traded away all of the Steelers' picks for these older veteran players that never panned out, and they traded away their future. And it, it, it's just so vastly different, but it's also so unbelievably interesting to me of how the game has changed from an organizational standpoint, from the Steelers to a league standpoint, just really good stuff. I can't recommend this book enough. It goes not just all in the history of the Steelers, but all the way up through TJ Watt being drafted. Some really good stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, did, did you find that you left some on the cutting room floor? Did you find some stories you're like, I just can't add this? Or is there a sequel? <laughs> I, I, I would have liked to have had more time. I had four months. Yeah. Yeah. That's not uh, a lot of time. <laughs> the publish, You know, I, I like to self-publish and do the work. And there's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's even harder now with uh, Barnes and Noble just won't take self-published books like they did. We don't have a distributor in Pittsburgh anymore. And and for me to get in and explain what a distributor does, he's the middleman between me and the bookstores. Right. We don't have one in Pittsburgh. And so uh, Barnes and Noble has, <laughs> that's a whole other story, <laughs> but, uh, uh, a publishing house came to me about this book. So they give you uh, a sum up front and then me, <laughs> they're telling me, you know, they give me, they raised my uh, per royalty to a buck 50 a book. And I said, 
a buck fifty a book. <laughs> Did you know how much I make from my Polamalu book? And they go, how much? I go thirty two ninety five because that's how much it costs. I get yeah. all of it. Yeah. So uh, they they were telling me a buck fifty is more than normal. I, hey, whatever you know. And I <laughs> I, I love the topic, and they were going to do all the work. And the reason I got up into the the Netherlands, the hinterlands of a buck fifty, is because they only gave me four months. Yeah. And I do bet that was my first book, uh, Tales from Behind the Steel Curtain, which Jack Lambert loved, which I'm still hoping is my key to his biography. Oh, boy, that would be but great. Back in 2004, <laughs> I had four months to do that. And I, I did a good job. Some people didn't like one of my chapters, uh, but uh, and, and I got some harsh reviews like from my dad <laughs> 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 and a few neighbors. But uh I, I do better when I'm I, I'm limited on time, but I I, I would have liked to because I really wanted to make sure I got the '70s stuff right. There's a lot written about that, and I I wanted to get it right. And you know, I just reread the '74 draft chapter in case you were because there's a Senior Bowl uh, issue and uh, item from '74 that if you want to talk Senior Bowl a little bit today, we could retell that story about Mike Webster. Sure. But but um. Uh, I wanted to get all of that right and be punchy and interesting because, you know, that chapter deserves the very yeah. best. Yes, it does. I mean, you you can't write a slack. You can't do a slacky job on the 74 draft, right? Right. It's one of the best draft classes of all time. But so, it's yeah. also one of the most overanalyzed and overwritten. So I needed fresh stuff to yeah. interest the reader. So I worked hard on that. And my time was running out, and I, I just assumed that Kevin Colbert and, and Tom Donahoe and the people I know now would help me with the modern-day stuff. I just didn't give it enough time. The, one example of leaving it on the cutting room floor, I had Tom Donahoe on the phone, and um, I didn't want to – I don't want to hit on uh, some of the, the duds. You know, I don't want to hit on Huey Richardson. That's a waste of time. You yeah. can Google Huey Richardson and see – made a mistake. I want interesting stuff. Who helped build championships? Sometimes, I mean, Gary Glick was a big, big disaster. There are some things you have to hit on. But I I, I really didn't want to grill Tom Donahoe, who was helping the Eagles again. Tom Donahoe helped build that great Eagles team right now. Uh, he and the guy, Andy Weedle, the guy the Steelers have. Uh, so uh, I didn't want to bust his balls, to put it that way. Um but then I hung up and I, I I posted the interview at my site, Steel City Insider, and someone said, "What about what about the story about him about the Steelers being on the phone with Javon Curse, and they suddenly drafted Troy Edwards?" I said, "Oh, where, where'd you hear that?" They put the link. It was me. It was my story. <laughs> I wrote back in 1999. I mean, you know, back when we had great sources back then. When Kevin Colbert came in. He kind of, he realized, hey, there's an internet out there, guys. You're not just talking to the Irwin Standard Observer here or the Greensburg mm. Tribune Review. Those guys put it on the internet and all other teams see this stuff. Yeah. So stop leaking. <laughs> and Kevin's such a nice guy. It took a few years for everybody to heed his warning. So, and I still have good sources. And so it's not totally off uh, uh, the rails right now. But Kevin kind of, back in 99, I believed, I, and if I had a source and I wrote that story, I believe it 100%. Yeah. 
So I did not ask the guy what happened. That could have been the key. To, that could have been the last straw between Cower and Donahoe. Maybe yeah. Cower had Javon Curse on the phone. That would be when Donahoe drafted yeah. Troy Edwards. I could see that being <laughs> Cower's last straw. You know, <laughs> uh, in Cower's book, he tread that line very carefully between him and Donahoe and what happened and how they split and all that stuff. So that might be very and that would be a deep dive. But make sure you go out and check that book on the clock, uh, Jim Wexley. You can just Google it; it'll be the first search that comes up. You know, I want to go back to something that you already mentioned in the in the earlier portion of the the segment, and that was. That the chief, you know, Art Rooney was was called the lovable loser. And you called Dan Rooney when his son came in. And also Art, the other son, Art, that he obviously was starting the scouting department and was really kind of developing that part of the organization. Those two guys, but mainly Dan, you called him a foundational piece. And he was. And everyone says, you know, how Dan Rooney is missed. And man, they miss having the old man around. And boy, he really knew how to run things. And Everyone says, boy, you know, they're, they're lamenting Dan. And that's also, in my opinion, kind of saying something about Art the second, who's the current team president. So if his if, if Art the chief was the lovable loser, Dan was the foundational piece. Art Rooney the second is what, in your opinion, Jim? Well, he's a lawyer. <laughs> well, well, put. <laughs> there, well, I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. Okay. <laughs> but that, it's, it was a necessary piece. Um you know, Dan came in in 64, and when did he win? 74. So he had 10 years. I believe Art Jr. became the president running the day-to-day -day in 2009. So they've yet to win for him, and it's over 10 years. Um, But, you know, the league was becoming – spending half its time in court courtrooms. Yeah. And uh, they raised a lawyer who – is not as warm and and i don't i you know i don't i don't mean to be demeaning he's a lawyer you know he, he it's smart not to be warm it's smart not to get too close to some of us the chief loved the media dan loved the media art realizes that the media you're going to shake your hand and smile and ask you for some cute little off story and they're going to go use it yeah and it's a story is bigger than the relationship for a lot of guys. It's not so much in Pittsburgh. It's not too bad, but so he has to be, uh, I, I find, I find warmth in him. So um, I don't want to, I don't want to say he's all cold, but he's not like those two. And it, it might not be, it might be the smart thing to do to be that way, but he still gets around. He, he shakes all the hands in the locker room, like the two before him. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what else, what else you want to know about him. Uh, I don't know too much. And it, the, the, the old thing was uh, nobody knows too much. I don't know now because he's been there and he is relaxed and, and talked more to guys like me. Um, and I assume others. So. Yeah. Well, no, you, you, you paint a good picture because honestly, he he is different. And, you know, like when you heard Ben Roethlisberger prior to his retirement talk about how, you know, oh, they missed Dan, they missed Dan. And I listened to that. And I'm like, well, there's still a Rooney in the facility. Like, you know, like the old man walking through the locker room and no music on. And that was the big thing. And I was like, well, there's still a Rooney there. And th th that that should matter if he's coming into the locker room. But maybe he is just a little bit different. Maybe he's a little bit more guarded than the other two. And maybe that's a good way of putting it. Um, well, good insight. Let, let, but, 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 you know, 
Dan was special. It, this is like getting mad that they haven't won a playoff game because the team in the 2000s won. Uh, you're demeaning how special those players were. And I don't mean demeaning, but you're also, by, by doing this, that he's saying he's not Dan is kind of hard because nobody was like Dan. Really special. Really had a real intuitive feel for football. Really had an intuitive feel for leaving the coaches alone to a degree. Right. And he starts sensing Sean Andrews over Ben Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to get in there a little bit, see what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That that's it's a great point, and I think that's some perspective fans need to have because there's a lot of people that say that you know, oh, since Dan passed away and he's not a part of the organization, it's all gone downhill. So good perspective. Now let's talk about the future of the Steelers a little bit. We talked a lot about the past. I, I always ask people I have on the show, because especially those that are in the locker room asking questions and talking to players, what are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? I mean, here's a guy that he, boy, I talk, I say this a million times on my podcast. He is a polarizing figure, not so much him himself, but just the position in the future. There's a lot of people that love him because he's a pit product. There's a lot of people that really didn't like the pick at number 20 in 2022. After one season seeing Kenny Pickett, uh, what what are your overall takeaways from him? And his I like him a lot, and I don't get the polarization. And I think it all has to do with Pitt. I I think some of these media guys are saying that Pittsburgh only loves him because he's from Pitt, and those media guys are all in the locker room, back, you know, patting everybody on the back, trying to be friends. And hey, I don't know, man. I don't see that. Uh, all of us are just trying to nail this the way we see it. And I mean, I was, I might've been the only media guy in town that was worried about the hand size because my hands are exactly the same size. When they came out with the eight and a half measurement, I measured mine. It's so eight did and a I. Half. I measured mine too. <laughs> I can't grip those NFL balls. Yeah. They come bouncing over to me and practice on the sidelines. And I, I give it the old underhand spin back. <laughs> I mean, I got a rag arm, yeah. but you throw a rag arm with not being able to grip the thing. Oh, yeah. You got a potential embarrassment coming up, and the writer has to be careful. You know, <laughs> these guys may never talk to me again. They see me throw like a girl or something. You know, excuse me. I've seen some girls throw better than me. I just want to add that. I just, uh, <laughs> throwing, I was just throwing in a cliche. Get it? <clears throat> but uh, so I worried about that, and I think it's part of his deep ball accuracy issue. That's the one problem I see. The other problem is durability. I think he's going to – I likened him to Jim McMahon. You know, I was an old 85 Bears fan, and I was an 82 Bears fan. And I saw McMahon come in, and I know he's not as highly regarded around the country as we in Chicago who watched carefully what happened to that team when he was healthy. But that's who I compare Kenny to with the accuracy, the the guttiness, the, the, the guile, the – Intensity and, and from what I'm watching of Kenny Pickett on the um, podcast he's doing since the end of the season, he is a real film rat, which McMahon was not. McMahon and Ben were similar in that they had great instincts. Yeah. <laughs> and and took pride in being able to read a defense without watching much film. Yeah. Kenny watches a lot of film, and I love that even more. But also with McMahon came the durability issues, and I'm a little worried about Kenny, and that's why I think it's important they keep a good, expensive backup. Yeah. So I, I'm in, I'm in the Trubisky keeping Trubisky camp. So I like Kenny his accuracy, and and that's why 
I wouldn't be against drafting another big time tight end. You you know, if if deep ball accuracy is his issue, well, let's get a couple tight ends, a couple big time tight ends. I mean, with Fryermuth and since Gentry's a free agent, I, I wouldn't have a problem with one of these great tight ends. I know everybody would, would bash it, oh, but yeah. I wouldn't have a problem getting two tight ends. Then you don't need the all the receivers you think you need. Every you know, I, I'm a, I'm interested in Calvin Austin. I don't really need Jordan Ad- Addison. Although, hey, I would enjoy watching that. Who wouldn't? You know, Kenny's <laughs> old teammate. Oh yeah, Kenny talked about Jordan Addison. I don't know if you saw that on the pod. I think it was Ben's podcast or yeah. wait, Cam Hayward's podcast. Yes, yeah. yeah. He talked about Addison. What a student of the game, and how he was the leader in the in the uh, meetings. And oh, what! A, and he runs. He might run a four two nine, and and if he does run a four two nine, he'll run that out of his breaks. He'll run that on the field. I'm like, wow, Kenny, Kenny's Kenny's making him a top ten pick with what he's saying. Anyway, of course, of course, <laughs> he's helping his buddy's draft stock for sure. But Calvin Austin is Calvin Austin is partly that guy that they had that he is that type of speed and maybe not four two nine. I think I'll, he might've run close to that. He's a, Something like- he's a, he's a track guy. And uh, so they, they have that unknown in Calvin Austin, but you know, you're not the only one that's talking about tight ends and potentially mm-hmm. drafting another one. That way you don't have to spend free agent dollars on retaining Zach Gentry, but also hey, if you want to run the ball too, you put out two tight ends, you make yourself pretty versatile there as well. If you want to be a ground and pound type team with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, it makes sense. Let's talk about the upcoming free agency period, and that's going to bleed into the draft. Where do you stand on the offensive line? This is one of the more intriguing parts of the offseason for the Steelers, and and all five still under contract could come back. Everyone's talking about the left side being addressed, whether it's guard with Dotson, tackle with Dan Moore Jr. Do you think it's an? Do you think they address it? I think they do in some way, but which way do they go? Do you think they address that in free agency, or do they do it in the draft only? Well, you know, I was on another podcast, and I was – talking to the to the questioner i said hey you know joey porter jr is so obvious don't ignore it don't (laughs) overthink this because the steelers don't mike tomlin there have been a couple instances where mike has done a uh he he has over gotten over excited about a, a prospect just so the media picks up him shouting is the dude's name and when questioned when he returned home from the senior bowl that year, he said, uh, I, that was just, that was for the media to go left while I'm going right. So yeah. he has been known to do that. And he knows he has the ability to do that the way the internet is reacting to everything he says and yeah. shouts from the sideline. But for the most part, he's been easy to read, right? Right. I mean, quarterback, yeah. they went right to the quarterbacks last year. So when I said that about PZ junior, you know, don't don't overthink this because they have uh, issues at corner. It was their it was their worst statistical area, and uh, but PZ wasn't at the Senior Bowl. And what did he do? He went right to the O line pit, shouting for O linemen, talking to all of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a head fake. He just spent too much time there. So you got to believe it's offensive line. Okay, so. I buy in. I I want to I wanted to fix the defense was my thing coming into the senior bowl and all this corner D line linebacker stuff like that. You know, okay, if you draft Jordan Addison, Addison, I might criticize it, but I'm gonna enjoy watching it. And the same with a tight end. But you know, you start 
All right. Okay. So you, you, you buy into the O-line. You, you got to, you got to follow what Tomlin's doing. I mean, they don't mess around Jarvis Jones. They made a big deal about him the whole way. Najee Harris, Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. They didn't seem to care who knew they were going to draft them. So I got to believe this O-line activity uh, that Tom. So I started watching some of the O-linemen and I think one of the last things they need in the first round is a center. But I do know that was the personnel department thought Mason Cole was just a stopgap. Yeah. And that he was the weak link on the line. But it tur- as the season went on, it turned out he wasn't. There are other potential weak links. They like Dan Moore. I don't know if they love him. I don't know if they think he can move to guard. I don't know what they think of Kevin Dotson. I like his potential. But uh, I thought center was like the third priority until i watched that dude from minnesota what's his name that name is gay three names john michael schmitz or something like that (laughs) all i know is he's the center from minnesota and i want him (laughs) (laughs) i did i did watch some of the senior bowl and i saw him i saw the north dakota state kid who isn't going to be a top priority but he can play anywhere on that line and from tackle down to center i mean he's super versatile uh the steelers have been connected to in terms of talking to on their radar you know those terms that are thrown out at the senior bowl the uh tackle which can play right and left from tennessee um i i I, these names i don't know off the top of my head yet because i'm just starting to look at them myself but you know the offensive line is like i said it's very intriguing to me because i'm with you i i want them to improve the trenches on either side i think they need to address both and when you have this draft capital three picks in the top 50 you have the you have the spots I want to ask you quickly about you brought up Andy Weedle. I think I said that correctly. I don't know if it's Weedle. I or hope Weedle. I did. <laughs> but he's a, he's a good dude. So and he's I, a, I don't want to. Yeah, he's a Western PA guy. Yeah, he's helped build the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he's here with Omar Khan. Everyone always thinks of Omar Khan as that nerd in the corner of cubicle with a calculator. But I mean, this guy's the general manager for a reason, and he was down at the Senior Bowl and. Uh, you know, in terms of how they're going to approach things, do you see anything being different? Like, do you see the way Khan doing things? Is it going to be just the standard what that Kevin Colbert set? Or is it going to be like, you know what, I might try to be a little bit different? Because I honestly question whether Kevin Colbert would have pulled the trigger on the Chase Claypool trade or not. And I don't know, because, you know, that's that's his guy. That was his that was his second round pick that year. It was a top pick of the team. What do you think about this new regime that's now in place? I think, you know, I have written it. Omar, I consider a friend. I have written that this is an uninspiring choice because he's going to have to hire a personnel guy. Mm-hmm. I assume, I always assume they read my stuff so that I'm not a phony when I go up to them the next day. Yeah. He was still very cordial to me all throughout. But he, he's going to use an article like that as uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be more aggressive than Kevin. Uh, I think in free agency, we're going to see, you know, one of the, one of the uh, tenets of the Steeler way is payroll pay scale. You don't bring someone into that locker room is going to be making, I don't know if anyone can make more than TJ, but more than cam, he's got to fit his abilities have to fit. That's what made Jeff Harding's such a great pickup. James Ferrier. They were great players who fit in and there was no locker room problems. That's an underrated aspect. Uh, you know, other teams create their own problems. They own disgruntlement in the locker room just on pay. They don't talk about it to reporters, but it's a natural 
side effect. Guys who've been there for years, busting it, working hard like Cam Hayward, all of a sudden, and it would have to be a special guy like Tremaine Edmonds. I think Cam Mm. would understand that because they all like Terrell. But, you know, some of these expensive guys, they don't want to jerk their payroll around. And it, and it, you see every year, this team never quits. It's a, it's a, it's always chemically balanced. It's always, it's always <laughs> yeah. a good group. It's always, they, they fight till the end because they love each other and they love the team and they love their coach and they love their organization. And part of that is pay scale. So, um, I can see Omar knowing more about pay scale and making stuff work to mm. avoid that problem. So I can I can see a little more aggression. I can see him going after a key piece knowing I don't have to go to Omar to talk about the money angle of this. Yeah. He's already calculating all that stuff. It's a great point. And, you know, he was friends with Andy in New Orleans. And look what Andy... Hey man, you know Andy had a had to have a huge role. That's going to be a, a story. I mean, how, how much of a role did Andy play in building the Eagles? I think as more times going on, and we're reading that Howie Roseman was more of a, a nerd, you know, yeah, and, and and had issues with people trying to get attention for their talent evaluation. So maybe Andy had a lot more to do with it than we suppose, and maybe Omar knows this from his days in new Orleans when they were, they first became friends. So maybe he had to have Andy and now maybe they're making a great team. And I liked what our, our two said, what's different about the general manager this year. He goes, well, Omar and Andy, you know, who, who was Kevin Colbert's top assistant? We don't know. I mean, some of us know Brandon hunt, but nobody ever said, you know, Kevin and Brandon are doing a new new (laughs) thing. It was Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. He threw uh, Omar and Andy in there. So that's exciting. I And I think Omar's going to try to prove a lot of us who look down on him a little bit. And again, I consider him a friend and I have great um, respect for all the things he does. And his, he's a smart dude. Uh, he's not a nerd. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong on that. I look at Howie Roseman. That dude looks like a nerd. But <laughs> Omar, man. <laughs> mm, he's always in the thick of everything. Yeah. He's been doing it for years. So he knows what coordinators like and coaches like. The key is Tomlin. Tomlin's still the boss. Is Kevin Colbert still a part of the organization in any way? Yeah. Yeah. I saw he was doing some work with alumni. So that moves him away further from talent evaluation. I, I have to, he's such a humble guy and knows that he's not going to want to get in anyone's way. However, I was hoping that he would be available for commentary and opinion. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, but it being uh, working with the alumni doesn't sound like it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I know that was tossed around when he made his retirement announcement that maybe they'll have him come on and he said, Hey, we'll see what happens. And he just never heard anything. So I was curious if he was, but Jim, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This has been a fantastic interview as always. Why don't you tell everyone that's listening to this podcast where they can find you, whether it's on the written side or anywhere else, social media, you name it, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Um, okay. Uh, Jim is where you can get the pull them all book at half price. 
now it's Amazon worth it by the way it's you- worth it it's worth it read the freaking book it's great go ahead thank you thank you you know uh just an aside if we have a few minutes sure go for it uh mike miller the first chapter was called mike miller's war mm-hmm. mike miller's the guy that fought for polamalu yes and kind of made them go back and look at the workout tape again the the night of and uh, the night before the draft <clears throat> Mike is coaching the Toronto Argonauts. He's the quarterback's coach in the CFL, and they just won the Grey Cup. So yesterday at Monroeville Fire Hall, the Grey Cup appeared. And I don't know if – I hope the Canadian border is not listening to this podcast because <laughs> I'm not writing the story, but this is a little nugget. Mike was asked, can I take the Grey Cup across the border? And his people with the Argonauts said, you better not. I don't know if it's legal or not. Mike said – he didn't tell him, but he, he told himself, I'm taking it. Put it in the <laughs> trunk, goes to the border. You know, do you have anything to declare? No. And he's sweating bullets like he's got drugs or something, you know? He's got the Grey Cup. And I don't know if that, how that stacks up with the Stanley Cup in Canada. But he had the Grey Cup in his trunk, and they never checked. So it appeared at the Monroeville Fire Hall. All kind of pictures are going to happen. Uh, but Mike and, and you know, Mike's family just loved that first chapter. They all bought the book because it's a cool it's a cool way to start. Oh, yeah. I think uh, how Troy great. got drafted and Mike Miller's story is fantastic. So uh, I would buy that. You can get it autographed by me at jimwexel.com. You can get the other books. The only thing you can't get that Amazon gives you is free shipping. And so uh, I got the I got the Polamalu book. Uh, it's and, you know, look at this. I'm so proud of this. Uh, the, we had a great graphic designer. It's it's perfectly put together. Childhood photos. His family helped out. This book is is, is it's going to come out next fall. Uh, Triumph, who did this book, Triumph Publishing, mm-hmm. is doing the Polamalu um, paperback. And I'll have to get my hardcovers off Amazon when that comes out. But it'll still be at jimwexel.com. And I autograph them all. If you contact me, it says contact us at the top contact me and say, Hey, put my name and, you know, uh, inscribe it to me, say Merry Christmas or, or whatever <laughs> we got. Uh, this book, you can also buy, uh, off me at jimwexel.com. And my other book is uh Steeler nation, the road trip book I did in 2008. Um, and I really like that book. And my other two previous books are, I saw one was available for 400 bucks because it's out of print. Somebody used, used book, uh, tales from behind the steel curtain. Jack Lambert loved that book. Cause there was all kind of cool Jack Lambert stories. Everybody, <laughs> everybody talked about him smoking in, in, in the locker room at halftime, you know, uh, uh, bullying the, uh, young guys, all that, oh, this stuff. So good. Jack Lambert. And I'm hoping I'm trying to get his biography, but he's, he's taking me a step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, my, uh, my work, my daily work, steel city insider.com. It's a, it's a subscription service, but put out by CBS sports. And we get insider information there and you can, it's, you can wait for a deal. The deals come and wait for the deal. I put it on my Twitter feed at Jim Wexel and I I write silly stuff on Facebook every now and then too. Fantastic stuff as always, Jim, thank you for taking the time. Such great insight. And uh, until next time, take it easy. All right, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. All right. And a big thank you to Jim Wexel for taking the time out of his busy schedule to talk with me and and therefore for you to hear that interview. I really do enjoy his insight on the team. A very universal take. You might be hearing a little bit more of Jim on my, uh, not on my show, but on our shows here coming up. So we'll, 
hopefully, fingers crossed, things work out, but maybe you'll be hearing more of Jim Wexel. We'll see. Ultimately, though, I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you're on the lookout of uh, for the tweet. Obviously, every Tuesday morning, I put out a tweet asking for questions for the mailbag segment. You respond to the tweet. I answer it live on the air on Wednesday, so don't forget that. All you got to do is find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Find it there. It'll be early morning. Put the questions in. I'll answer them all. Look forward to that. I always look forward to that. It's one of my favorite shows. So with that being said, I hope you have a great start to your week. You know how we finished out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Go see you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.